Hail cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. Talking quickly, Brandon, because a quick turnaround between game week 14 and game week 15. It kicks off on Tuesday afternoon for us, evening in the UK. My name is Josh Landon. I'm here with Brandon Kelly. Brandon, how are you? You remember the micro machine, man? This this will date us as far as ad campaigns go, but the guy who... What says small car more than guy who talks really fast? I don't, it, it, somehow no. it made sense to me. It's weird that it worked. I mean, because we still remember micro machines. Like we remember the micro machine <laughs> ad long after that company yeah. ceased to exist. I don't think anyone under, what, yeah. like 35 has ever heard of micro machines? There might, like, be a, there might be an FPL correlation here, Josh, because so micro machines were, what if we take the success of toy cars and right. make them smaller. And I feel like that's this season of yeah. FPL. What if we take the success of high-scoring FPL game weeks and make the scores yeah. smaller? I feel like that's the way <laughs> the season is going. Yeah, although I, it's kind of weird. I mean, I felt like the Man City game brought things back to a like a normal... I finished on 61 points. That's, I feel like that's close to an FPL classic. Yeah. Like, I've, I've definitely had a couple... The weekend was an FPL classic, Brandon, where we had, uh, in, in my parlance, which just means we had a, a traditional game week, no Fridays, no no Saturdays. It was also a classic in terms of the matches. I thought that we had, um, I mean, the the 3-3 with Man City and Spurs was fantastic. The, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm sorry for you as a Fulham supporter, but the 4-3 with Liverpool and, and Fulham was yeah. was was a terrific, really interesting match. Yes. Uh, was it was it a great match? I don't know. Was it fun to watch? It's like true. <laughs> a lot of Premier League stuff. This, yeah. this it's like it's turned in. I don't know what it's turned into, but I'm I'm here for it. Whatever it is, right? Like all of this chaos, yeah. I'm I'm up for it because it's uh it is not made for a reliable FPL season as reflected in many of our ranks. It has made for a lot of fun. And I have said this before and I'll say it again. And I think it's really important to keep in mind that, uh, at least for me, uh, that I can deal with the bad FPL season if the Premier League is fun. Right, mm-hmm. because at least I'm still. <clears throat> excuse me, oh, I'm getting very emotional here as I talk, friends. No, but at you're least choked at, up. Wow, I'm getting all choked up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at least I. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but at least I'm still enjoying myself, right? And so the yeah. the, the fantasy stuff is just a, a supplemental way to, you know, and this this to me is very much on the like make fantasy fun again, right? Part of part of making fantasy fun again is making sure that fantasy is not the only lens right. by which you look at the matches over the weekend. And, and you know, Saturday was 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 okay. I mean, it was not as strong, but uh, you know, I think that Sunday really we saw with the, the chaotic Chelsea Brighton match, and even I don't know how many people even watched it because there was so much going on. But you know, the Bournemouth Villa was a, was a back and mm-hmm. forth two two draw, um, and obviously you know any things with Man City Spurs. I was stunned that Spurs ended up getting a point out of that match. It was given the first 15 minutes of that match, a point is an incredible return for them. Did you see the XG philosophy on, on that match was, let me, let me pull it up here. It was insane. XG philosophy had, um, Tottenham at 0.56 XG and city at 3.09. So the fact that point five six feels a little that feels a little low. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's wrong, but like I don't. I mean, the the sun counterattack. I mean, what what kind of XG do you put on something like that, right? I mean, he. It's is it like the counterattack itself is a low XG? Yeah, I don't know like yeah. how they take into account that like Ederson probably should have saved that. Now sure. I don't want to nitpick that because 
you know, the, uh, in in the heat of the moment, yeah. and, and Sun a is good, a, is a quintessential finisher and all that hits the ball but hard. I don't know, and, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how much of that plays into it, but then it's just interesting. City have done this in multiple games now, where they exert their dominance over the match, and still the fact that they've they've never prioritized defense in Pep's entire yeah. career at city. And it, this season seems to be coming back to bite them because they're just well, like simple always, defensive mistakes that they're making. Yeah. I mean, they've always been defensively strong though under Pep. I mean, I, I mean, I agree. I'm not sure it's like his, his overriding. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think he's as passionate about defense as he is about, you know, like positive attacking play. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, this season it really does feel I don't I, and I'm not even quite sure why. And I it almost feels like there's like a little bit of a concentration problem more than anything else, right? Yeah. I'm not even sure if it's the quality of the defense. I you know, I know they haven't had stones for a lot of a lot of the Certainly. season. And but even, you know, but that was a pretty strong team they put out there today. And for that team to concede three goals pretty <clears throat> easily, right? It, it was a little mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're all well taken goal. I mean, especially the um the La Celso goal, I thought was a really Really impressive strike. There were so many good goals today. It was insane. Yeah. Like McAllister, Trent. Oh, okay. okay. I will quibble on, on one point, Brandon, which Go is on. I think it was a little unfair to give Leno the own goal on that <laughs> on that Trent strike. And it's not because mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to me, you don't know what's going to happen when that ball dribbles down off of the off of the the post. Right. It's like or the, the crossbar, excuse me, like it hits the post. That ball could have had enough spin in it, right? That it sort of, True. that it dropped down and, and dropped into the net. And so we're just assuming, it, and to me, it's like, I don't understand how there are players who hit a shot on target and it takes a gigantic deflection, right? Literally changes like 30 degrees and evades the keeper. Mm-hmm. Somehow that's not an own goal, right? Uh, because it was on target, but somehow Trent's, <laughs> crossbar I, I know i know a crossbar does not mean on target but like it was dropping down we don't know what was going to happen there so i i don't like that being an own goal i know it doesn't really matter because no one really as, had him as a as a trippier owner i was delighted that that was given as an own goal because trippier's free kick against manchester united on saturday was just as good just as close as trent's free kick take and just that <laughs> Uh, that Onana doesn't dive the same way that, <clears throat> that, yeah. um, shoot, I'm like losing my, uh, bearings as Leno does. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't end up in the back of the net. So I, I, I get that. Like, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Also as yeah. somebody who benched burnt Leno, fine, great. That means <laughs> I made the right, yeah. of course I made That's the right choice two. starting another yeah. two pointer from Areola. That's the way it yeah. ought to be. What is a game week without a two-pointer from Areola? They went up one nil at halftime, and you knew it was like what combination of things is going to uh, you know going to happen here? God, Leno ended up with nine saves in that match. That's, yeah. That is wild. I don't feel like they were always the hardest saves. I felt like he lots of speculative shots match. from Liverpool. Yeah, I thought I, I thought he spilled a couple. I mean, his injury was yeah. was a pretty bad spill. I don't I don't know quite sure what happened there. I um, yeah, I feel like they match. must have shot his head full of anti-swelling medication at halftime. <laughs> it's like the opening scene in Ghost in the Ghost in the Shell where like the guy is assassinated by his head swelling to the point that it explodes. I was worried that was going to happen to Leno on the pitch. 
I have to admit, for somebody who loves Japanese animation as much as I do, I have somehow never seen Ghost in the Shell. It is this weird, this this weird gap in my in my anime watching mm-hmm. history. By the way, uh, Anthony Robinson, Anthony Jedi Robinson, another assist, picked up a nicked a bonus point in a match where they conceded four goals. I'm feeling I, that to me is like actually low key has worked out to be an okay transfer so far. I think he looks really really dynamic. I, I don't really know how many clean sheets are going to keep, but nobody's, nobody is Brandon. Nobody's keeping clean sheets. None. So what about, what do I care about clean sheets? I just want assists and goals now. Yeah. Not even Arsenal, uh, which was one of my two transfers this week can even keep a clean sheet yeah. guy. Yeah. My kingdom for a clean sheet, but yeah, Jedi yeah. looks fantastic. And as predicted, there is going to be rotation with Castagna and Tete. Now that Tete's fit again. And Robinson is, he's got that left side locked and he yep. is not known for his crossing ability, but he's looked on point. And yep. defending somebody like Sala, like uh, uh, the pace he has, which is like Kyle Walker light esque. He's yeah. I really like him as a player. I think he's he's yeah. people shy away from Robinson because he's so raw. But uh, I wonder if he were to move to a a different club and and get some like Champions League experience, if there was another level for him. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know either. I mean, I, I, I feel like I can't always be objective about these American players, right? It's like when um, Weston McKinney moved to Juventus, I was like, oh, there's no way that's going to work. You know, just like, yeah. I actually, I, I'm biased in the opposite direction. I, I, I actually underrate all American players, and I assume that every big move they made is basically like a PR move that the owners that the owners have done, right? It's like yeah. the inflated prices because it's going to get you more eyeballs in American televisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Pulisic going to AC Milan. You're like, mm, okay. Um, though he scored yeah, this scored, weekend, Pulisic. Yeah, yeah scored nice this goal. weekend exactly. But just to you know, to bring it back to fantasy, I think that uh, you could do. Uh, they have Forest, West Ham, and Burnley uh, all at home and through the next four matches. Not a lot of clean sheets to be found out there, but um, you know they do play in. Um, uh, the, you know, and Burnley at home in 18 too, which is a week when Man City and Brentford blank. So, uh, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a super cheap defender, you could probably do a lot worse than, than Anthony Robinson. So I'll just toss that in there. So yeah, game week 14 in the books finished on 61 points. Personally, uh, the big mistake was, uh, dropping Watkins for Isak. Of course that looks terrible after today. And, my rationale was basically that just that my bench was incredibly weak. I mean, and, and it, it, it bared out. I mean, I had uh, Maddie Cash got one point, uh, Hudson Adoy got one point, Robinson, hilariously third on my bench, uh, got got four points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was never. I was I, w- I was always going to have him third third bench, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not anymore. But um, yeah, and, and so my feeling was, well, if if Watkins doesn't play and it doesn't sound, I I honestly thought he wasn't going to play because just the the comments that came out on Friday. Um, and the, the fact that they play Man City at midweek, um, you know, he, I just thought they're not going to, you know, given the midweek fixture, the, how many fixtures are coming up, probably not going to rush him. And then of course he, I think he played the full 90 today yes. and uh, had a goal, goal and assist two bonus. Um, so it didn't work out and you know, that, that's just, that's going to happen. I, th- I actually thought Isak played well, had some chances. Uh, Harry Maguire hilariously took a goal off of him uh, early on in that match. Although mm-hmm. Newcastle was the team that actually impressed me the most this weekend. There, they were just they were really good. Uh, Joel Linton is maybe the best player in the Premier League right now. 
Uh, it's wild. He's incredible. They're so they were they. I mean, they dominated Man United. It was. I mean, it was one nil, but it really felt like. I mean, I don't. I don't know what the XG. If you could pull up the XG philosophy for that one, Brandon, but it felt like they were. You know, <laughs> complete control. I bet that man that Man United's XG for that match was below 0.3. That would be my guess on that match. Let's I guess see. they had. Hold on. I'm actually just going to go to FB Ref for that one and look at. Okay. Newcastle's XG was 2.6 for their one goal, and Manchester United. What did? What was your guess? I think it was like I said, less than 0.3 on the match. Well, XG or uh, FBRF has them at 0.4, so you've sold them short. Okay. there, Josh. You sold <laughs> Anthony Martial one, short. Yeah, they did have one good chance early on in that match. So, um, yeah, so 61 points. I, I guess I got the Holland versus Sala captaincy right. Only, only by two points in the end. The late yellow um, may have cost Holland a, a bonus point in that one as well as obviously just a, a point itself. But, but. Whatever, I'll take that. Uh, Sun getting ten was great. Alvarez five. So in the end, I actually finished on a, a little a little red arrow. I think I'm up. Um, let's see here. I was up 136,000 spots. So you know, I'm not going to complain about a green arrow, Brandon. I'm up. I'm up. And uh, we've got midweek ahead. And midweek is okay. Actually, well, actually, let's talk about your week, and then I'm gonna I want to talk to you about midweeks mm-hmm. generally first. So how did your game week, you know, bear out? Finished on exactly the same points, 61 points. However, I did take a minus four. So my transfers were Matty Cash out, which turned out to be a good call where he was yep. falling down in Emery's estimation. And I brought Saliba in yep. for a one-pointer. And then I brought Mbomo in for uh, James Ward-Prowse. So that's six points. I, it's basically a break-even. Yeah, yeah, a break-even. And I'm happy to have that done. Arsenal look good defensively for the next run and and Bomo has some great fixtures coming up as well so I'm fine with that and I rode my luck with Watkins playing and I feel like we've entered into this era with Premier League managers where they will just lie uh, because they have no reason to not just throw subterfuge at their opponents like oh yeah, it's just frustrating. It's going right? to change, right? It's it's going to change if they keep doing this, right? Something's going to have to change. They can't just keep yeah. just saying whatever they want, and yeah. then and then and basically admitting afterwards, yeah, I had no incentive to say anything. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I, I do. They. I mean, I does it really matter? I I don't know. Does it only matter for fantasy managers and gamblers? Uh, perhaps, but um, it's it's super annoying. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say I, that I, I don't see the Premier League or the FA necessarily as a progressive institution, so I won't like hold my breath for them to no. do that, and and that's no. fine. I ultimately I don't care. I I actually think it's kind of interesting to sort of play that yeah. guessing guessing game. No. I mean, it's painful when you don't get it right, but no, uh, it this was, is, this is, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same league that canceled a weekend of fixtures and a moment's notice because the queen's nephew yeah. was a patron of the FA or whatever. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah, wow. I'm not sure yeah. how much yeah. things are going to change. Yeah. yeah I'll so I, had, I, I had a lot of up, ups and downs with this game week. So it was, uh, it was a low scoring for me to start Saturday and then Trippier comes through with this 12 pointer and I'm feeling yeah. really good. And then early on Sunday, Watkins with his 11-pointer, and I feel like I'm set to have a blockbuster Holland captaincy and Alvarez to go. And I was on a green arrow until Suns 
late assist in the city match. Right. And so I'm getting the assist and two bonus put me from a green arrow onto a red arrow. So you're up by about 36,000 spots. And now I'm no, down by 136,000. 136 you're sorry to diminish yeah. your achievements which which are terrific <laughs> yeah, it's like 10 percent uh, of my or you know I'll, I'll take that you, you and you should and you should so i'm knocked down to 2.36 million it's just i can't make any headway i will say for red arrows i've received this is one of the smaller ones game week rank of 3.1 yeah, million and, so and game I, week where you but, take yeah I, I just interrupt you for a second. I, yeah. I just feel like any game week where you take a minus four, a red arrow is is probably there's a good chance it's in the offing, right? And I think that the um, it's often a gamble that you make, right? That you're going to yeah. get knocked a little bit back for one week, and then that kind of sets you up long term, right? You're sort of you know you're making some um, kind of aggressive moves that you think will pay off over the next four five six weeks yeah i hope so i mean saliba the arsenal defense really has to come through but i'm just i can i'm i'm continually drawn to these horrible transfers that have marked my last month or so with mark gahey martinelli in particular like martinelli was my fill-in for an injured odegaard and of course like martinelli has not uh, even clawed oh, back. That, any that's of the been point. a disaster. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the only thing I left on the bench was LaSalle's clean sheet. So I'm happy with my benching order and I'll, I'll move Leno in to compete with your Jedi Robinson going into game week 15 for my goalkeeper, like Ariola, please like stay on my bench forever for the love of God. It's, it's insane. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> I, know what to do myself. I have, I have Flecken. Uh, I don't know how they, I don't know how it was possible to concede a goal in that match. They had what felt like 95% possession in that match. They were c- completely dominant. I, he didn't even make a save in that match. It yeah. was literally just the one uh, that's just uh, this whole season. I mean, but you know, but honestly it was just hard to get super frustrated about it because no one is keeping clean sheets. Right. It's, it's, I mean, only, only Newcastle, honestly, they're the one team that, that I felt like felt like they were in control defensively in this match. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think we saw, you know, Liverpool with Kelleher, we saw exactly the, the kind of the, you know, the, and the idea that you may want to bring him in depending on how long Allison was out for. But the, the problem is they're just telling too many players, right? You just can't, you can't replace, um, you know, maybe the best keeper in the the premier league or top three, let's say, um, with, with the backup and, and also replace your left back with Samikas, who's okay, but honestly, uh, had a pretty poor game defensively was, was probably at fault for at least one of those goals in today's match. Um, and then Trent who doesn't really, defend uh and then they lost Matip uh halfway through the, the mm-hmm. second half of that match too so um I I really it's, it's you know it's, it's a tough spot because I have Samikas and um or Simikas as they always say on TV but I to me I'm not I'm not I don't know I don't know I don't know how to say that guy's name Brandon but I That's mean they okay. play Sheffield they play Sheffield away I have to start him for this match but I also yes. it's like I know that I'm starting him and I'm only going to get one point when he's subbed down in the 70th minute. Like I, it's like I know, <laughs> no, I know no, that's what's going to happen. Maybe. But I can't not I don't, start him. I don't know. I mean, Kanate is a great center back, occasionally first choice pairing with Van Dyke, mm-hmm. Simikas, a, a very, uh, a very passable fullback. I think sure. it's really passable. just the Kelleher thing, and the Kelleher. The spills he had against Fulham were like at least the the Tete goal was kind of unforgivable. Uh, for yeah. a goalkeeper to let that one in. Well, it was, 
Yeah, it was it was just it was very similar, and he actually got he got kind of lucky because uh, there was a Tim. I mean, I guess Tim was was pretty far offside there. Yeah, but that was another quite, uh, yeah, another quite, quite, quite. Uh, it, it's just just going back to the XG conversation. Nothing that we would use at a cru- as a crutch on this podcast, but the Flecken goal that was let in, Luton had, according to FB Ref, the lowest XG of the weekend, even compared to Sheffield United, which this was the embarrassment of all embarrassments i think so far this season now if you're yeah. a burnley fan listening to you and hello to all uh i mean are there more burnley fans listening to this podcast than luton's xg of 0.2 in that brentford game but uh to have five put past you and have no response sheffield united have to do something not even yeah. like I get the championship sides that come up and say, listen, let's just cash in, get the broadcast money and try to figure out our our next move for the championship season next season. Like maybe that makes sense for your business model. But you got to give the fans something in return. <laughs> I know they have not they have not found joy, I feel like yeah. so far this season. Right. Yeah. Have they they have won one match. Who do they beat? Well, I'm forgetting who they who they defeated. Brandon, do you remember who Sheffield going to beat? Uh, this season? Was it, can't, it? it can't be it can't be Burnley because they just lost five um, nil to them. Let's let's it was Wolves. They, they beat Wolves two <sighs> one back in game. Mercurial team. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I want to talk a little bit more about Wolves actually in a minute because I want Let's. to talk about my, my transfer for this week. So, um, you know, kind of a quick start to this week's pod because we want to get to game week 15. Again, it kicks off on Tuesday. Um, so this will not be one of our last week's hot take pod brand. I mean, that was a full 90 minutes of, of you and I talking in a pretty evergreen way. I think and we actually came up to mm-hmm. a pretty good start. I mean, uh, Zinchenko got a, got a shout out in the pod. He um, picked up an assist. Could have, you know, he would have been on for 12 if they hadn't conceded a goal late in that one. Um, Darwin was, um, not great. We talked about him not being good enough yeah. <laughs> uh, on the pod, and and we saw that again today. And I, I was so, I mean, I, I was shocked that they came back to one to win. And I think it's great for the the top of the table. It makes for an exciting season. But man, if they had lost that match or even drawn, like those misses were incredible. Like they were each each worse than the one that came before. Right? It was yeah. like the well, listen, yeah, you could level remarkable. the same criticism against Erling Holland today against Spurs. To be honest. Um, I don't know what that says about Darwin versus Holland. I think that well, at least Darwin. I mean, at least Holland has scored about seventy billion goals <laughs> sure. for Man City. He's got a track Freddy. record for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Like, the, the one hot take I regret from our hot take pod last weekend was saying that Fulham are going to be the lowest scoring team for the rest yeah, of the season they've got goals six goals in the last two <laughs> matches so like up the up the whites let's go <laughs> they're like yeah they're like mid-table now in terms yeah. of goal scored uh, yeah i think that it's uh well okay yeah so let's get into uh game week game week 15 um i do want to uh quickly uh say thank you we have three new patreon supporters this week so thank you to tony chandler uh julian douglas and our newest producer patron gareth h so thank you so much to everyone who supports the podcast uh whether you're new or a longtime supporter it's very sincerely appreciated and you know we try not to do too much patreon stuff this far into the season but uh just remind this is one of our kind of pledge month moments brandon here in december so yeah if you got a christmas bonus or you uh i don't know the pod is helpful or you know i don't know how helpful we've actually been this season brandon but it's fun to you know maybe you just enjoy listening to the podcast sure sometimes the Um, help is not necessarily (laughs) the tips but it is the commiserations yeah that's true yeah 
special we're, shout we're out a vibes to uh, FC kind of. Vibe. We are vibes. We are vibes. We are vibes. I wanted to give a special shout out to our Patreon, James, who was coming through New York City this week, enjoying right. holidays with his family. So yeah, great, great patrons all across the community. Yeah. So if you want to support the podcast, say thank you during this this holiday season, Brandon. We're in the holidays now. I I I, I see it on the streets. I mm-hmm. see it here in my own home. We got a, the largest tree we've ever got. We got a nine foot tree, right? You know how ridiculous it is to have a nine foot real tree in your house. Now how do you is, how do you put the topper on that tree? You breaking out a footstool? You stand in the kitchen I a, chair? We got a we got a footstool, and then I stood on the top of the footstool, and then I picked up my kid, uh-huh. and I held my kid out, and they were able to put it on there. It was a real. Yep. Uh, the whole thing, it, it could have gone calamitously. It was really, uh, it was <laughs> now that, that, there. that reminds me of, uh, of a saying. So I got my wrist slapped by my boss a couple of weeks ago. There was a little bit of a, a project fail and I was trying to clean it up at work and it kind of all came together in the end and we solved the problem. And I put a little button on this email thread by saying, Teamwork makes the dream work. And my boss said, my only complaint about that entire interaction was you saying teamwork makes the dream work. Don't ever do that again. Uh, so I hope that you didn't say that to Quinn when you put was it the, because uh, you were at tr- fault or was it because he just doesn't like the expression? What he was doesn't the, like the expression. Uh, he he, he okay. thought it was corny. Yeah. And we have a no corn policy <laughs> on our team. Oh, that's good. That's good. You don't you don't eat it. You don't talk. Not even popped corn. Right. Now, it's, there's just no. Yeah. What do you think about this free. take? Just just here's a free hot take post hot take pod. Yeah. Brian Hill of uh, Tottenham Hotspur FC is the mm-hmm. corniest player in the Premier League. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I need to think about the Brian Hill take. I mean, he's obviously not. Uh, he should not have been started. And I think he uh, he was subbed off at halftime, uh, you know, accordingly. But uh, the, the one of the funniest ones in that match to me was Sun's open fury at him when yes. he missed he, you know there was a he got an interception he almost sure. didn't even create the interception like the ball bernardo like silva passed. just gave it away yeah, and then bernardo silva him. was like completely at sea in terms of like no bernardo <laughs> you should just mark the wide open hung yeah. sun in the middle of the box to rectify this. it was it was wild and so sun <laughs> has like three four five six seven seconds where like the ball could be passed to yeah. him yeah and he'll just keeps kind of dribbling deciding what to do and then he and then he just passes it into like two man city defenders and son absolutely lost his mind uh yeah. it's if you've not watched this clip it's hilarious just to see how mad son gets it's you rarely see this kind of open like yeah i mean obviously like it's it was ronaldo <laughs> level that's what like cristiano ronaldo i feel like son was standing on the penalty spot like pantomiming like tapping his wristwatch. <laughs> yeah exactly like that. while the all of this wasting. was transpiring yeah. <laughs> like any moment now you i'm still open you could still pass me the ball <laughs> all right well let's take a break we'll get back and we're going to talk about game week 15 We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, Brian, we're back. Game week 15 kicks off on Tuesday. We have we have 10 matches, uh, but they're spread across three days. So the deadline, uh, well, I'll just go by Eastern Standard Time here, and then you can adjust accordingly. But the deadline for us here on the East Coast is uh, 1 p.m. on Tuesday. So uh, make sure you don't forget about that if you're having a, a you know, holiday lunch or something like that uh 1 p.m on tuesday uh i guess that's 6 p.m uk time so it's going to come very quickly and these the tuesday one always sneaks up on people every every year this happens um and so you have two matches on tuesday uh like 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 in the tradition of all midweek fixtures they throw two stinkers at you right right off the Mm -hmm. bat uh you've got uh wolves burnley luton arsenal i mean not like possibly interesting matches from it from a fantasy standpoint but not uh, not not the highest entertainment value there, Brandon. And then we've got six matches on Wednesday: Brighton, Brentford. That could be very interesting and fun. I mean, Brentford are. I, I was actually I was thinking about Brighton earlier today and whether Brighton are like a more talented version of like Leeds. You know, where they're mm. just sort of. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what they are at this point. It's sort of the like. I'm not saying the bloom is off the rose because I think they're still a wildly entertaining team, and they. But it's like it's. It's chaos. They're an art project. The fact that that starting 11 that Deserby put out was intense, to say the least. Yeah. Guy I'd never heard of in my life was in that. And then he totally, like, totally reconstructs the team at halftime. And at that point, you just sort of bow down to Deserby and just be like, I, you live in a different reality than I do. And your reality feels like it's cooler. And more yeah. fun than the one I live in. It's like that Thanos gif, right? Where like the reality is whatever I want it to be. That's sort of that's deserving. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So Brighton is, yeah. Good luck ascertaining what's going on there, fantasy yeah. wise. Exactly. The, just don't get a defender. And unfortunately, with with Matoma out, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I, I'm not sure you could recommend having anybody fantasy wise on Brighton at the moment. And uh, maybe that changes. I feel, I feel like they were much more stable last last spring right and at least who was playing for sure yeah 
Yeah, there's so many injuries though too. I mean, Sally March being out, obviously Matoma now too. So um, I, I suppose that has to be a factor. Um, anyway, you have six matches on Wednesday: uh, Brighton, Brentford, Palace, Bournemouth. Uh, so what, you got you going back with Gahey, Brandon? Is he back in the lineup for you? I mean, there I are, to, right? as we've said, there are no clean sheets out there to buy. So like selling Gahey to buy another not clean sheets. Yeah, I mean, it, it it could be advisable because Palace, if you just want to look at the team by team, Palace do not look like a good team at the moment, unfortunately. They, they are a shadow of what they were to start the season. So, yeah, no, I would never recommend getting a Palace defender. But right now, if I look at my transfers for game week 15, it all looks like sideways moves that are possible for me. My mm-hmm. weak link might possibly be Gabrielle Martinelli. And yeah. my problem yeah. is I don't have any money in the bank right now. So who do you get? Yeah, so just you just can't take him out before Luton either. I no. mean, it's even though these Luton fixtures may not be as I don't know. I mean, Luton got destroyed by Brent you know, by yeah. Brentford at the weekend. I mean, it's 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 just hard to you, you can't drop Martinelli before that when you just have to hope he finally kind of comes good, I think. I do. And Arteta is the opposite of Deserbi in this sense where he clearly has a preferred starting 11. There is like one position that he seems to rotate in and it's the Trossard Kai Havertz position and maybe in the fullback area. <clears throat> but I can see Martinelli just being con- a consistent You're getting start. emotional. We're, you and I are both getting <laughs> so emotional in this pod, Brandon. We really are. So yeah, I so I'm inclined to keep Martinelli and with no cash in the bank, who do you get who is 7.8 or below? You're looking at Jared Bowen, his fixtures mm-hmm. aren't necessarily exceptional. I don't love his fixtures personally. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, Anthony Gordon might be the pick of the litter, but he's got a hip injury that's now flagged, and uh, yeah. uh, so that doesn't doesn't feel great. And I just want to believe Josh that Arsenal mm-hmm. has something else. There. Now, the positive thing from an Arsenal point of view is the whole that triangle on the right side of the pitch with Saka and Odegaard and whoever it is, whether it's Ben White or Tamiyasu, that is like back to a high functioning triangle. And yeah, I really feel bad that I am owning as a fantasy manager the opposite side of the pitch that's just not doing any <laughs> right. of the attacking work now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, it, they are in the Champions League, you know, it's just we're just we're, we're playing the wrong fantasy game this season. Yes. And I feel like let's let's assume that if you and I were doing Champions League fantasy, we would be destroying it. Okay, let's just let's just assume <laughs> yeah. that and yeah. uh, I don't want to do any any research to decide whether I'm whether that's an accurate take or not. Um, so yeah, we have um, let's see, Fulham Forest. We talked about that a little bit already. Sheffield Liverpool, um, our, uh, Villa Man City, which is probably the 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 premier match. I mean, I know Man United Chelsea is the other big match on Wednesday, but of those two, I'm, I'm personally much more interested in the Villa Man City match, and I'm extremely curious to see if Villa can actually maybe even win that match. I I don't know. I mean, it's you have to at least consider that as a possibility at this point, right? That, that, that Villa can, can find a way to pull that out. Now they are not necessarily in the greatest of form, right? They, they did, they did ultimately draw today pretty late with, with, uh, Bournemouth. They got kind of lucky, honestly, to mm-hmm. draw in that match. I mean, Martinez made some big saves. Uh, Solanke had a big miss. Yeah. Um, one of those matches where, you know, they could have gone down like three, one or four, one, and suddenly that changes the entire 
tenor of the match, but they have been way better at home than they have been uh, yeah. away this season. So I think that right. it's, it's certainly, it's affecting um, my feelings on the captaincy. And I also think with Watkins, um, for anyone who held him now, Rodri uh, uh, is is now out yes. for for this you know for this match because uh, of a yellow card accumulation. So uh, so they don't have Rodri for this match, which is, as we've seen repeatedly this season, makes them it basically opens up a you know giant hole in the middle of that mm-hmm. defense. Um, so I think that if you held on to uh, Watkins, then he's, he's a clear start in this match and not, there's no reason to, you know, even if you were like, Oh, it'd be fun to to try with Darwin just to give it a shot. Right. I don't know. Like maybe you're a glutton for punishment, right? Mm-hmm. You want to want to go again with Darwin, uh, and, and bring him in before the Sheffield United match. I think that I, I would actually think that Watkins is, well, for, uh, especially when you factor in X minutes, right. And the possibility that Darwin may not start, um, at midweek, which I think mm-hmm. is, is definitely a possibility considering you played the full 90. Um, I think that, there's, I, I think that Watkins is just more likely to score in game week 15 than, than Darwin is. I agree. You watched the uh, Bournemouth-Villa match, and I kept trying to think, what is breaking down for Villa away from home? And the midfield with Douglas Luiz Kamara was just not exerting itself enough for me. Now you flip yep. that to what Villa's home form is, and as you mentioned, Rodri being out. Doku went off with an injury of some kind. Unclear how serious it is. Grealish also missing the Villa match because of yellow card accumulation. These are some big misses for how City would set up. And without Rodri in the midfield, can Villa actually own that midfield the way the way they would want to? So I agree with you. I think Watkins remains. He's I would view Watkins the way I viewed Sun going into game week 14. Uh, I think City was going to win that Spurs match, but I had no doubt that Sun was going to get a return this city just cannot uh keep a clean sheet so i'm with yeah. you there i'm interested to see yeah, what you that liverpool that you were you're absolutely you're absolutely right on that one sometimes you got to be loud right right josh <laughs> yep yep <that's laughs> so but i um yeah i i'll i would like to see villa do something there city very very odd but yeah i, I was sorry, i was going to say about liverpool i am curious to see what that front three looks like because I agree with you. Gakpo might be ripe for a start away from home against the worst team in the division and just give him a yeah. good midweek run out. And if had Darwin scored or looked a little bit more effective or clinical against Fulham, then maybe he gets an extended run. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, it's, Gak- it's, Gakpo it's looked tribute. good in the – yeah, go on. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, I was going to say it's a, it's a tribute to how progressive and, and advanced we've become as a society that – the dominant talking point was not Darwin's hair uh, after that match because it was. Uh, <laughs> I liked was a it. Very, I liked it. You did? You, did you like it? I, it? I found it distracting. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it myself. <laughs> but but I'm also. Uh, I, I I'm not sure that I'm 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 the target audience for what's what's cool anymore, Brandon. So like maybe that's what. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Maybe everybody <laughs> under everybody under 25 dresses like that now, and that's that's how they do their hair. And yeah. I, I don't really know. You know, I I have kid. You know, my kids are too young. I don't. You know, it's like I'm in a weird gap moment right now. I don't know what's cool anymore. I remember it's a, it's a darn uh, shame. Yeah, I was hanging out with your kid at Thanksgiving, and they were like, "Check out this, this playlist on Spotify. It's going to take me a while to find it." And they were typing into Spotify "p," and then it was a combination of how many O's uh, in the word "poop" uh, to get the special <laughs> yeah. "poop" playlist for SpongeBob SquarePants. So, like, that's that's kind of where your head's at. 
and at Darwin, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Darwin's just French braiding. So that's that's the next. Yeah, level. he's got a French. He's got a plate or whatever. The you know he's got the front the French braid going on, and I my brain just can't can't process it. I'm just yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I'm too I'm too polarized at the two ends of the spectrum here, Brandon. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got the uh, then we have Man United Chelsea, which good luck trying to predict that one. That is a very a very unusual match. Man United really struggled in in that one and i that, i wonder if there was a little bit of a hangover too after the 3-3 um draw that they played in the champions league because that was a, that was a pretty yeah. explosive match they had started the game against newcastle somewhat well i thought there was something there i do think like uh marcial up front is completely limp for them the yeah. fact that hoyland yeah. is fit and uh, should be able to start in midweek is is good news. Yeah. Fan, fan major fantasy implication in this match is that Cole Palmer doesn't start this weekend. Does that mean that uh, that um, that Pochettino is trying different things with Chelsea, or does that mean that Cole Palmer just gets a rest for the festive period? Yeah. Uh, uh, period. And I think it's I think it's more the latter. He's he's yeah. played great. I, it's hard to imagine that there's anything about that and. Uh, that was a real. The, speaking of fantasy moments, though, that was that was a, a, a quite the moment when they do a lengthy VAR review, <laughs> uh, decide to do the pen, and then he. I guess I, maybe they hadn't announced the tra- the the substitution yet, yeah. but they wait until the pen is taken for him to substitute onto the pitch. <laughs> it was a wild. It was like it's I like don't one know of those that moments. you can substitute somebody on just to take a penalty in didn't, in, didn't in this match? happen once I did, did I, I maybe it has to be announced like a fully announced I, I I remember a match where like Jamie Vardy was subbed on and his first action was to take a pen mm-hmm. and so I so I don't know if, if if the sub was because of the pen or not but I remember like he right. there was a pen like I remember it was like a way to spurs when this when this yeah. happened this is this a couple years ago oh so yeah uh, let's yeah. we we need to get the rule book we need to take PGMOL to task for that we didn't oh yeah I've did got you a copy ca- here I got a I, yeah <laughs> oh yeah I still we have we, my notebook yeah. we picked up that that law book <laughs> at uh, Stockley Park when we were <laughs> I was, I was, weeks I was ago. at the FBL TV show and you know, you know how I'm such a memento hunter and <laughs> you're uh, like can I and, take this and everyone's like yeah there was I, like this, yes, so. this beautiful, like fully illustrated, P, like PGML rule book, and I was like, "Can I just take this?" And it was like I, I asked the, all the right people because no one knew that if they could say like one yes guy or no, said, we "I were... think so." It sat there for like three months and no one's touched it. So uh... yeah, exactly. I was the only, uh, I was the only glutton who actually wanted to look at a. Look at but a were you book. were but, you watching yeah, the very end it. of the City Spurs match when? Uh, there was a foul on Holland and he had in the process put Grealish clean through on goal and the referee called the foul back and basically whistled Grealish's one-on-one with uh, with the Spurs goalkeeper <laughs> off. It was yeah. the most yeah. of all of the insane things we've seen this season. That was definitely up there and I can't wait for yeah. all the hot takery about that this week. Yeah. I will say, and I'm I'm probably forgetting some big moment, but I and obviously that was official, not a not a VAR moment. But I I can't actually remember VAR being a major factor this this weekend too. Maybe that's part of the reason why I enjoy these matches right. so much. I'm, 
I'm yep. sure there, I'm sure there's some giant VAR controversy that I'm forgetting right now, but at the moment I can't remember. I think you're it, right. It being kind of dogged by it. Yeah, I think you're right, and and that's good. And I and we prefer it this way, right? We would prefer yes, that horrible decision at the end of the City Spurs match to uh, be a defining thing that's not ruled by VAR. We can yeah. endure incompetency on the pitch. Just not yeah, one that's exactly. orchestrated that's so by a VAR booth. Yeah, that is very true. It's if, if it's on the pitch and it's human error, then we're all kind of or whatever it is, or you yeah. know, in that case, it is even an error. I don't really know. Or right? or it's, it's a different interpretation of the situation, exactly. and exactly. maybe that maybe right, we'll so, hear a competent explanation of it. Yeah, uh, and uh, we probably we probably will in like three and a half months. You know, when the, <laughs> there'll be like a review of the the middle of the season yeah. pictures. Uh, all right, so I am uh, debating my transfer decisions. Where are you looking right now? Are you looking to make a transfer for fifteen? Are you on the fence? What's your I'm thinking? I'm gonna hold because yeah, I, as I mentioned, I think my weakest point right now is Martinelli. If we assume Cole Palmer starts, which we've said we think he will, and. Yep. Um, and then maybe it's Julian Alvarez, but he, how would we rate his performance against Spurs? His, his creation of that Foden goal was exceptional. Like the way Mm -hmm. Alvarez found that space and simply laid it off to Foden was like pure Pep Guardiola football beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure he had the best game though i'm not sure anybody uh at city really had uh a great match but we've targeted i think we've both targeted alvarez to be out by game week 18 and it's just kind of a matter of who so it feels a little too early to enact that plan so i i think i'm better off having two free transfers going into game week 16 and just kind of rolling with what i have yeah I mean, that's I, I I saw you earlier, and that's I remember saying that I was like, if I just forgotten the deadline, I'd be yeah. so much happier right now about about yeah. gaming. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it's not even about holding the two free transfers for later on. It's about it's about just not making a decision that's going to make your team worse or be lateral, possibly. Right. Um, I think for me, the move that I am considering, and I. I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I'm, I'm considering it is, um, it feels like the logical move and it's, it's Douglas Louise to Huang. And, um, it just feels like, um, Louise is a, has had some moments and, uh, but I just think with Man City and Arsenal and the next two for, for Villa and even Brentford away, is not an easy, easy match in 17. Uh, even Brentford keeping a ton of clean sheets. I also don't, just don't see that being a match where they're just going to pour them in right so uh, kind of three tricky matches in a row uh and uh wolves have burnley at home and forest at home in their next two uh and even Mm -hmm. 17 they play away to west ham and uh, they play home in in game week 18 too the the blank game week so um he's the same price as louise so i can do that as a more or less you know like for like swap um and that feels like a move that that feels like it's it's sort of targeting the fixtures, you know, it's like it's looking ahead at the next couple mm-hmm. of fixtures, and um, his ownership is still not as high as you might think. Uh, he's at, um, let's see, 
Yeah, six percent is his team is his, uh, selected by a percentage, and I'm sure that's probably higher in the top 10k. But hey, guess what, Brandon? I ain't in the top 10k. I ain't even <laughs> yeah. close. So uh, a six percent owned player who's got great fixtures, who looks good in like virtually every match that he plays, yep. is um, kind of feels like a home run, like a kind of easy move, honestly. And so that's that's where I'm leaning at the moment. That feels like the easiest move to make. Um, yeah. So that's the other move I would consider. I mean, kind of like you, I'm a little worried about Alvarez. And um, I will say he he set up Doku for that. Doku had that chance yeah. where he hit. It's honestly about the, as close the, the as you can get to. The and the yeah. post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, it was an actual postage stamp. It just didn't yeah. actually get the, the he didn't like uh, lick the stamp enough, right? It was like a postage stamp that didn't. He that thought didn't, he was you know, in stay. the new era of like self-adhesive stamps, but he, he didn't yeah. check himself there. Exactly. It was not a, one of those like forever stamps where you just peel off the, the back or yeah. So it was an old school stamp. It didn't quite, didn't quite land, but uh, that would have been a, an assist for Alvarez. Uh, actually didn't really matter because he set Foden up like three minutes after that. Uh, Alvarez then, was on for two no. bonus as well before Sun yep. got that, uh, that uh, assist. So, yep. I mean, and what that tells you through the bonus point system is how active and on the ball Alvarez yep. is, even though it's not yep. like immediately apparent. Yeah. And he also, he hit the, um, the post himself, right? right. He uh, had a, had a, had a nice chance. And so he easily could have had double digit returns. I, and I also just think with, with Doku and, um, in Grealish out Doku, most likely at least, uh, for, for the midweek fixture that probably moves Foden to the left-hand side. It's just very hard for me to imagine Alvarez not starting now, uh, for the, for the weekend. So it may be that what I do is I make the, the Huang Hee Chen move and then I, and then I possibly move Alvarez hilariously back to Ali Watkins for, um, for game week 16. We are all going to have a week where we miss a Watkins hall. I had it when he got his <laughs> mega was, haul like a month ago yeah. or plus uh, and you so missed painful. it. But, uh, yeah, he's trucking, man. That guy's going to mm-hmm. be trucking all season. Ali Watkins. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. that's a good thing, I guess. I know. I just w- I wish I, yeah. I, I wonder if, yeah, actually listening to press conferences is a net positive for any of us. I feel, yeah. you know, you were talking about it earlier, but it, yeah. it really feels like it's led me astray many, many times so far yeah. this season. Um, all right. So let's, let's, a couple questions. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, let's start off with captain options. I think the captaincy is fairly straightforward this week. Now, of course, Holland is always uh, a great captain pick, but I think this is a week where Mo Salah feels like the clear favorite at Sheffield United are, are honestly just, they're absolutely terrible and uh with apologies to Sheffield United supporters but it's just it's a it's a it's a it is not quite up to Premier League levels it would seem based on what we've seen throughout the first uh, 13 weeks of the season so uh and and they've really had some some like crooked numbers posted on them Brandon you know over the last crooked few weeks. numbers that, that's a it. that's a baseball that's what they yeah. say in baseball when you put up a, a whole bunch of runs in a uh like, you know, normally, you know, in like a normal baseball inning, you might get one run in the inning, mm-hmm. right? So if you get like a four or a five, they say, they say that's a, you're putting up a crooked number in that inning. So, um, yeah, so I feel like this is a match where Liverpool could, especially, they're going to be flying high after that 4-3 win too, right? So uh, I think they could come out there and really, they could put three or four uh, on Sheffield United fairly, fairly easily in that match. It's going to be like a work retreat for Liverpool. It's like, guys, we've just got through like a really horrible project. Now let's go to this retreat at Sheffield United and we can just yep. uh, 
light them up for fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's true. I guess that, those are like, and of course, that's always like famous last words, right? Because that 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 then that then means that they're going to go there, and it's going to be a nil one nil one until the a, 90, a dull one one draw. Yeah, exactly. With a Saba's fly goal. Yeah, but you just can't think that way, right? I just think logically, yeah. you've got to go with Salah. I, I think that um, Holland, of course, is fine. And I wonder if, um, what do you think about Saka, right? He's been very consistent. Doesn't quite yeah. have the like the the high ceiling, I think, of, of Salah in this one. But if you wanted to be different, I do think that Saka's a reasonable pick. Yeah, I, I think Arsenal would be the one place I'd look because of that idea of the certainty of the lineup under Arteta at the moment. Yeah. The issue if you try to stick with Liverpool and be different and put the armband on Darwin is you're going to have a high degree of anxiety going into Wednesday. Like, is Gakpo going to start in the middle? Uh, And then we kind of talked about this Villa City matchup and how Villa could be set up to actually win that match. There is, I feel like, no true viable alternative and I, I hate it. Like, I don't think either of us want to be so definitive or narrow minded on the captaincy, but this just does not feel like a week well, to be a game week to be tricky. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah. I mean, I feel like you say that every single week on the pod, <laughs> do but, I? I, but I do. I, yeah, I think so. But I, I do think that uh, all we can say is how you and I feel to a certain degree. Right. And you and I True. are stone cold, both going to, uh, let me let me let, I'm, pull up my bus team right now, Brandon, to make sure that if I get hit by a bus on the way to work tomorrow, that mm-hmm. I have my captaincy all set up. I do. Solid captain, Sun Vice. So I'm actually, I've got Sun as the vice over over Holland. And um, that's probably a mistake uh, just because uh, Holland, he, I, I don't know, he's like, nobody has ever had like a higher floor in the history of fantasy than Holland, right? It's just like, even on a bad day, he gets seven points. Yeah, and he was actually just an assist machine or potential assist machine uh, against Spurs today. Yeah. I don't know how much it is that I was stung by not owning Sun today. I mean, Sun has blanked three weeks in a row, and there was something right. about that match against City and the confidence I had for his owners going into this week where I just feel like, am I really hanging myself out to dry not having son i don't know i i think it's also a uh a thing to do with spurs where spurs are like you know uh you're at school and there's a new kid who comes to school and you kind of size up the new kid and you're like this could be this this new kid could be very cool mm-hmm. or this kid could be exceptionally dangerous and i'm not yeah. sure which is right one thing we know for sure, this kid's probably on drugs or something like that. I feel like <laughs> Spurs right now are like, I don't know if Spurs are cool or dangerous. And I do know that Sun is at least somebody I should try to make, at least try to make friends with or learn more about what they're about. I yeah, I feel like it's a weak point in my team right now. Not having him. What yeah, do you I mean, think if, about if there, him? If there was a, well... Uh, uh, you know, this match made me feel better about him for sure. I mean, not that I was feeling bad and I, I really wasn't, I mean, if, if I, if I was really down, I would have moved him, um, for Saka this weekend. And I, I really didn't honestly strongly consider it. And, uh, uh, I, I kind of like you, I was like, well, I, I just was like, well, they're going to have a couple counterattacking opportunities in that match. And he's, you know, without Kane there any longer. I mean, that, this is really the thing, right? It's just, it's just a totally different situation now. They don't have Kane. He's playing as a forward. Right. And mm-hmm. so we have to kind of rethink, um, 
rethink him a little bit and, and, you know, his sort of, um, his, what his kind of ceiling is in, in fantasy. Of course, he's always, he's always been a, a great fantasy. Yes. I think he was actually the, was he the, did he actually lead the, the FPL in points? Was it like two seasons ago or three seasons when ago? When he was shared his... the golden boot with Salah? I don't recall. Yeah. I don't remember. I, well, yeah, you know, regardless, he, he was, he was up there in like the top two or three. And sometimes I think we forget just how great of a fantasy asset he's been, you know, kind of basically his entire time in the Premier League. So, um, yeah, I, I think he is uh, probably a long-term keeper for me. And I think the match today was what really solidified that because it just feels like it's just the way that Ange sets up. It's just they're, if they're home, then they have a style where, you know, in their home, they're playing a team that they're, that they're better than. They have a style where they can attack and still score and break down defenses. When they're away, they may not win the match, but they're going to create chances for themselves to score, yeah. right? And so there's, there's kind of no version. There's, there's no version of Spurs that isn't attack-oriented, right? And that's right. a really – having yes. that kind of consistency is really nice yes. for fantasy. I think that's exactly the right way to look at it and – Precisely. Like, I wish everything were so cut and dry fantasy wise. That's what we're, especially uh, when we're looking at clean sheets right now. It's almost like all these teams are more geared toward attack to a lesser degree than than Spurs. Uh, So I I, I do like that definitiveness under Postacoglu. All right, let's do a couple questions then. We talked about Alvarez a little bit. Uh, I mean, Darwin, is there anything that, it's it's just the same story as, yes. as always, right? Exactly it's, it's, the same. Yeah. And yeah. I actually, I'm happy that managers are still taking a punt on him because it, I think Darwin, you may disagree with this, but I do think Darwin fits the make fantasy fun again approach in that even though he's weird and uh, is not clinical, is still an exceptionally fun player to watch. And no he one is. was he is taking more player. joy out of that 4-3 victory than Darwin was today. So That's true. Uh, he, you're right. I, I don't hate Darwin. I, I There was like a moment today where, like on the weekend or on Friday, I guess, when I was like, I, I just think that Isak is, maybe it's like, I just think he's a better player and that sort of is like, it was influencing me a little too much. I, I, uh-huh. I thought he had a couple of good chances in the match. I mean, obviously Darwin did too though. And neither one of them, you know, did anything this weekend. So, uh, but I, it actually brings me to a question about, uh, about Newcastle. And so, you know, unfortunately for, for Newcastle, they lost another player to injury. Nick Pope looks like he's out for um, possibly quite a long time. Uh, and that brings in, um, uh, our our boy Dubrovka, Brandon um, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Dubrovka, back again. We he's <laughs> somehow he's he's gotten minutes. How many years have we had moments of Dubrovka? Let's see, on and off one two three. Yeah, this is the seventh season that we've had at least some Dubrovka in it. Seven okay? long seasons. <laughs> Seven long seasons. I like him. Uh, I think he's a fine keeper. He's an adequate. Uh, stand in and listen, if LaSalle's can fill in for Botman, then I'm sure Dubrovka can stand in for, for Pope. It's fine. Yeah. And he's 3.9 million. So this brings me to my question. Okay. If you were wildcarding right now, we know that some people have held their wildcard for, um, game weeks. I, I don't think wildcarding ahead of a midweek is a great strategy because you tend to see some interesting, even Klopp has sort of been known for this over the years, like just rotating it midweek, um, out of, out of what he thinks is necessity. Uh, but I think that, um, and Pep famously, of course. Um, so, but I think, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I just think I, anyway, I don't want to get too 
sidetracked on the on the midweek stuff. Midweek midweek fixtures are chaos. You have to go into the midweeks knowing that. That's just even if you get the kind of you know the the full strength s- squads, you still end up with really weird match results yeah. in midweeks. I I know this uh, like empirically proven, Brandon, based on my own, <laughs> at least based on my own experience. I've taken off many a half day from work, especially in <laughs> December. I love to do it. I always have all this uh-huh. extra time that I haven't used during the year, uh-huh. and, uh, and I'm doing it this Wednesday. Uh, and I, I, you know, I might try to skip over to the Black Horse and and, nice. and, and catch some matches, but um, I always end up disappointed <laughs> because there's just too much chaos, and and you don't kind of get the consistency that you that typically get on the weekends. It leads to some very fun matches often, but uh, they're just a little. Inconsistent. But anyway, back on the wild card point. Uh, if someone was wild carding in 16, 17, 18, uh, I think it's very likely they would have three Newcastle players. Um, let's assume that Gordon is is fine. Uh, and if so, if you were wild carding right now, which three Newcastle players would you have? Trippier, Gordon, and Isak. Okay. I think that I think that makes sense. I think you could make an argument depending on how long. Pope's out for, for Dubrovka, Trippier, Isak. I think those would be okay. three, a solid three as well, just because we've got nothing from our defenders so far this season, right? Yes. Um, and you might as well get a 3.9 million starter. Um, yeah. and Glorified you know, so Stoke City, uh, Newcastle are. Yeah, but their midfield is so good, right? I mean, you're talking yeah. about Joe Linton, but I thought Bruno Gamarsh had a yeah, Bruno Gamarsh had a great match as Agreed. well. Yes. Uh, the only one who cracked me up was was Almiron, who like had a good match, but also plays like he's on a different team. It's like this weird thing where you sort of like <laughs> everyone's kind of playing, and then you got oh, Almiron yeah. over there on the right, just sort of mixing it up, and just sort oh, of yeah. like I guess it's good to have a little chaos in the in the team. Anybody who's played FIFA online will know when you drop into a match, and there's clearly one kid who is just there. Uh, either his controller is on the fritz or he just is playing. Yeah, he's just doing his own thing. He's and, Yeah, he's like and, one of those. He's not there for a long time. He's there for a good time. Yeah. Sort of but you pass the ball to the guy with the blue triangle over his head, and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. We're not going to see the ball for another five minutes. Uh, I agree. Funny. That was yeah. that was yeah. Elmer on there. Uh, all in all, a rather clinical performance. Isak's performance was kind of interesting in that it was – he didn't have a bad game. It was yeah. hard for me to tell how much he – impacted the game yeah um, and, I, I, and i think he did I think that's too, a fair a yeah he didn't have a bad match i agree i thought he could have scored i think in that match without too much trouble but um i thought he was okay i don't know he um he's just a good the thing is he's just a really good player yeah. right and so right. he just like he'll, he'll come back he'll win the ball he'll set up play he, his position is always perfect right mm-hmm. and so uh yeah and i, I mean it's you know and again like they had it was like almost nearly 3xg for newcastle in that match and i think that um there was definitely a version of that match where where he gets something but anyway say la vie. so yeah i think we're we're kind of i think we're aligned in trippier and isak and then and then that third spot i mean the fact that they they're down like 10 players and there are still so many players you'd want and mm-hmm. uh, i saw there was some you know K- wilson was talking about how he might be uh hoping he helps to resume training sometime soon but the fact that he hasn't even trained at all yet i think points to <laughs> yeah. i i don't know that we're really gonna see, see next him year until, yeah most likely i think i still think it's most likely we don't see him until january um just because he's so injury prone you can't yeah. rush a guy like that back yeah um all right a couple more questions here brandon um do we need to focus on acquiring more Arsenal assets? Like, do you, 
uh, I, I have zero at the moment. Um, you have one? No, you have two, right? You've got you've got Gabriel now as well. So, um, how are you feeling about? Okay, how do you, how are you feeling about your? I guess you've already told me how you felt about Martinelli. So how are you feeling about <laughs> Gabriel, the center back? And then how are you feeling about Arsenal generally? Well, I have Saliba, not Gabriel, but I mean, oh, sorry. What, Saliba, what's, sorry. what's, what's yeah. the difference? Yeah. Um, that, well, the goal, uh, when that Wolves goal went in against Arsenal on Saturday, I had this feeling of, well, this is like owning a city defender. It is a team that controls the balance of play throughout virtually the entire match, and then suddenly a lapse in concentration results in a clean sheet wipeout. So what you've done getting an Arsenal defender is you've you've gotten uh, a really great asset and a really, really great defense without a real understanding if you're ever going to get any fantasy points from them. What makes it even yeah. more funny owning a center back is both Tomiyasu and Zinchenko looks were, were super involved in the attack going forward and got returns yeah. for it. I, uh, I'm not in a position to like second guess the Saliba pickup. And I think Arsenal are good enough. I mean, they're top of the table of the gunners that yeah. uh, I still think that it's a defense worth investing in just because of the promise of what's to come. I mean, I, I feel like we should be, we should be willing to try anything with yep. defenders at this point. And I'm thinking there's more value in Arsenal defense than there is in the city defense. So fine. I'm stung by taking a hit to get in a one pointer from Saliba Martinelli. And then the rest of the Arsenal attack. I do think that we have, you and I have kind of dismissed the power of Bukayo Saka this season. Like he's kind of just like, He's not sleepwalking his way into fantasy points, but it's almost like our assessment of Saka is kind of sleepy. And he's just on the ball more than any of these other guys. And watching yeah. that Wolves match, everything went up the right with yeah. Odegaard and Saka. So I, if, if I had enough money to get Saka or Odegaard in for Martinelli, I would do it for game week 15. That's, that's how yeah. I feel about it. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm just in a spot now where it's still it's just hard to have Saka and Son. I think that's really the big problem. It's it's hard to if you're gonna have Salah and Holland, which uh which which is still my long term plan. It's just it's just hard to have them both. I guess I mean even if I I guess if I were to downgrade Alvarez to like a four point five then I could I guess I could I could move Louise. I mean, let's see, let's let's say I just did that as we're as we're talking here. Um, yeah, I mean, so I could bring in a 4.5 and then, but then it's like, great. So now I'm going into the festive fixtures with like, basically like no bench depth. Yeah. Right. I mean, outside of Cameron Archer, who, who, you know, can't be, can't be trusted, you know, no. and actually he's, he's actually even more than 4.5. Now there's really nobody at 4.5. Really? Uh, Archer's wow. at what is he at? Is he if he's at 4.6 maybe? Uh, yeah, he's at 4.6. Oh, uh, you know, so, uh, so, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mangle his name, but, um, Semenyo uh, had another nice match today, and he's been consistently getting minutes. He's available at four point six for for Bournemouth. Um, you know, scored today, had an assist last week, uh, scored a couple weeks before that. So um, he 
does feel like a slightly more MF, MFFA yeah. pick than Archer. I mean, you're, you're not going to need in the consistency of minutes, most likely, but um, does seem a little more fun, maybe. Would you rather have a player for not the worst team in modern memory? Uh, yeah, I'd go with yeah, Semenya that, there. Also a factor. Yeah, do I want a team where the, possibly the player could score? I guess that, that is that is that is a factor. So, so right now you're looking at no Arsenal for the festive fixtures. I, th- I I'm kind of with you. I still think I, I'll get a defender. Um, mm-hmm. I actually am slightly worried about the Ben White situation um, and what's what's going to happen there. I think that um, the Tomiyasu Tomi has a, like a muscle injury. We'll see what happens there. But Ben White is too good not to play, right? So if he starts to play more, does that does that maybe push Gabriel out again? Right? We saw this early on in the season, right? Where White uh-huh. and Saliba were, were playing together and, and Martin and uh-huh. Gabriel Mar- Margalis um, could not, could not get a start. And, uh-huh. um, and that was, uh, you know, and unfortunately Thomas party just can't stay healthy. And so that hasn't really turned into a long-term strategy for our uh-huh. But then Tomayasu suddenly appears, starts playing well. And, uh, and, you know, he sort of does it, you know, as a result of a Ben White injury, but regardless, I mean, Tommy also has to get minutes now too, right? I think if he's if he's healthy, he's, he just looks too good not to. I'm not saying he's. I, I would not buy Tommy because I don't want the risk. I don't. I don't. I don't enjoy having players like that where every single week I've got to sweat the clean sheet, see if they actually. What if Tommy shows up to training this week with a fully bleached hair? Um, do you think he's going to be put in the same sin bin that Ben White was? That's a great question. Like they just swap hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me, yeah. Let me, let me think this one through okay, a little please. bit. I don't know. Give yeah, it some time. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to answer. I will. I'll give it some time. All right. So that is, you know, we promised a rapid a preview brand and I think we, we covered some of the ground. We talked about captaincies, transfers. Um, I guess my final piece of advice in the midweek is not to, um, it's fine if you don't even make a transfer because I, I think there is a lot of chaos this week. I I have what I think is a, an opportunity to move a central midfielder into a more attacking midfield player as a like like swap with good fixtures. So that that's the move that I'm leaning towards. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I I would also be okay holding my transfer for this week. I, um, it yeah. does not seem impossible to me that uh, Man City can see a pen, in which case I could get like a Louise penalty or something like that yeah and i gotta tell you i'm overwhelmed by how cold it looks at these matches and all all i can see is these players like all their muscles like snapping uh because of the frigid (laughs) temperatures and i'm thinking if i could have two if i could have two free transfers for the festive fixtures ongoing that's good yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why it's so much colder than it is than it's here in New York, Brandon. But yeah. it does just kind of feel that way. So, um, all right, two final questions here, Brandon. Uh, who is your ex DIH? Who's got that dog in him, Brandon? Uh, brought to you by the hit movie Strays. Let's yeah, hit it. movie Strays is going to uh, feature Raheem Sterling. I think he's got that ex DIH uh, at Old Trafford. Uh, he's going to exploit that uh, that flank, and he's going to get a goal. Wow. Okay. I like it. I'll, I'll go with your boy, uh, Cole Palmer. I think that Cole Palmer, yeah, comfortable with the, the city of, yeah, yeah, that's true. We died. I didn't even thought about that. I would even like make the connection that you literally do. Yeah. But we're both going Chelsea. Um, and I think that he's going to be, um, ready to, uh, show his, show his value to the club after, after getting subbed. And, uh, I, I, I actually think the reverse yeah, jinx in full effect here. Yeah, no, well, uh, not intentional, but yeah, that's actually, that's the only way it works if it's not intentional. But the, um, 
I, I didn't he have like a little bit of a possible muscle injury, and that was the reason he didn't play this weekend. I, I hadn't heard I, that. No, I hadn't heard I that. I think so, but you know, you never, I, I don't trust any rumors anymore. It feels yeah. like there's like people are pet people are out there peddling lies, Brandon. Uh, all right. So, final question is: If you can only watch one match this this midweek, right? Let's say you you like me have a couple extra hours to to use <laughs> up this week. Uh, what's the one match you want to watch this week? You know, I, I the Villa Man City match. I think we've already spent quite a lot of time talking about, and then clearly we're expecting something from Chelsea against Manchester United. And you think Ten Hag is under all amounts of pressure in front of that home support. That's bound to be a great fixture as well. I will also point out Fulham, Nottingham Forest. I'm always looking for the under-the-radar evenly matched clubs, and I think Mm -hmm. Fulham Forest might be that under-the-radar. This is going to be a a back-and-forth sort of match. Yeah, that could be. It could be similar to the the home match they played on Monday um, a a week ago. who do they play in that? I'm already, <laughs> it starts to starts to blend blend together during the uh, during the festive pictures. It was but, uh, Wolves, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think you're I think you're right there. Yeah, Wolves. Um, it was a yeah, three was three Wolves, three yeah. two with all those three penalties. Yeah. Now, what do you what do you That's think right. about the uh, the Brighton Brentford? That's like another like evenly matched what to I expect. Know. That feels like a 2-2 or something like that, right? I feel like you're going to see like four goals. It, maybe one team wins 4-0. I, I don't really know. Maybe it's another <laughs> yeah. 3-1. Brighton love Brighton love to play a 3-1 or a 3-2, but I think uh I think we're going to see at least four goals spread across that match. It's yeah. a combination. Uh, did I miss a match? Which one are you looking most forward to? No, I'll just go with Man City, uh, Villa. I, I should say Villa, Man City, Villa, host of Man City. I, I, that, that's the one that I'm, I'm extra, even, yeah. even putting fantasy aside. I'm just very interested in that match. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be back on Thursday evening for our Patreon supporters with the preview of the actual weekend fixtures, so the game week sixteen fixtures. Uh, but for now, uh, let's say goodbye, Brandon. Do you want to thank our producer patrons? Yeah, thanks as always to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bobas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wildmings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Volger, Paulson, Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noah and Louise, Travis Grant, Linus Vennerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Fro Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lolly, Ben Coombs, uh, Eric Kite, and our newest producer, Gareth H. Rate, review, subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast wherever you get your podcast. It was cool seeing us pop up on Spotify Raps. If you're still uh, logging into Spotify and checking out your Raps, share uh, share that with us. We'd love to see it. Follow us wherever you get your social media. And for all this information more, visit alwayscheating.com. Any last-minute holiday shopping, Josh, what would what would you most like to get from the Always Cheating shop? Oh, that's a great. It's, it's got to be uh, – the pints are up in the shop now, right? Can people the pint glass is available shop? at yeah. the shop. Yeah, yeah. if you want to Always Cheating, 16-ounce yeah. pint glass, T-shirts, coffee cups, hoodies, all that sort of stuff. Check that out at our website. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, be back on Thursday for our Patreon supporters and then back Sunday evening after that for everybody else. Bye.